Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1. You know, there's this big, big sign on this plug in the wall, and it says, Major Plug, Do Not Pull Out. And Shelly's got to walk over every once in a while and go, What's this plug do? She pulls it out of the wall. We go off the air. And I go, Shelly, that plug, it says, don't touch. And you keep pulling out of the wall. What's the deal? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because that actually happened to me one time in the FAA. <laughs> one time at band camp. Really? What you, would you do? Did you pull a plug out of the wall? It was it was really funny. There was this. Th- so her name is um, Sue do you want to Jarrett. Give, do you want to give her name? Anyway, so she was... Um, like one of the specialists, like one of the super techs, okay? And anyway, we were out on one of the field um, pieces of equipment, and and I was looking at her, and she was looking at me, and I looked down, and there was some button or something, and I was just messing with her, and I go, what does this do? She goes, don't touch that. I go, oh, okay. And what did it- I wasn't going to touch it. But it was just—it was just funny. You just had to be there to collect the moment. Well, what did it do? I don't know. I'll tell you. I didn't ask her. I'll tell you a story, true story of high school, where I was in high school and they were doing an addition to our high school and they were putting in a new couple of gyms, some small gyms. We had a big gym, but they're putting in some small gyms for like, you know, practice and stuff like that. And. They finished up, at least we thought they'd finished up the one gym, and we were using it one day, and we were in line. They had, I can't remember what it was. There was some equipment. Maybe it was like, you know, like some parallel bars or something like that, and we were in line to do our turn on the parallel bars, whatever the equipment was. And it was interesting because the lights were on and everything, but there was wiring hanging out of the, like, sockets in the walls. And this one kid I knew who was a real character he goes over to these, you know, to the wall, and he grabs these two wires, and he goes, and and like in like in a scientist voice, and he goes, "Look what happens when I put these two wires together," and he put the two wires together, huge sparks, charred his face, literally had like you know like oh my. black spots on his face, and all the lights in the gym went out. <laughs> and we're oh going my. like, was he? How bad was he hurt? No, he wasn't hurt at all because he grabbed the wires by the insulation, but he pulled he pulled them together. You know what I mean? He, in other words, he grabbed them by the insulation, right, and right, the crazy right, right. thing was, we're, and then we're going, we're low and like, okay, there's live wires hanging out of the wall. What is with this? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, do you remember the gyms that used to open up and there was a pool underneath? You know, I, we had one of those in Clayton. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. Seriously? Yes. Do you mean like in the in the movie? Uh, was it? You know, what I'm talking about the the Christmas movie. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. There's a scene in the movie where that happens. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, where they're Just where like they're that. they're dancing and somebody hits the button in the floor. Oh, you did not have a gym like that. Yes, we did. That like like the whole gym was there was a swimming pool under the gym floor. Yes. Oh no. I, 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 well, maybe I'm. I'm so I'm gonna, basically, I'm gonna, you're telling me I'm fibbing. I don't believe like that. Like that's BS. Well, are you calling BS on me, Brad? Okay. First off, think about there is like that is an, an incredibly tough thing to do because okay, 
where does the floor slide to? So you know what I mean? In other words, think about it for a minute. I think I think in one of the stadiums, if I'm not mistaken, one of the football stadiums. It, it they, was a gem. I know, but what I'm what I'm saying is, here, just just bear with me for a minute. One of the football stadiums, maybe it's the one in 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 Arizona. Maybe it's the where the 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 the, the Arizona Cardinals play. They have a problem with the fact that the um, uh, what do you call it the uh, grass doesn't it's it's a natural turf field and the grass doesn't necessarily grow real well because it's a, it's an indoor field it's got a dome and they have it so that the entire floor the entire playing field is like on rollers and they roll the entire playing field outside so it gets sun and then when it gets enough sun they get enough water they roll it back inside i'm pretty sure that's arizona I mean, but that's a massive, 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 you know, architectural and, and, and engineering feat. It's hard to believe that, you know, a gym floor that opens. I mean, the entire gym floor was, was like, you know, the whole gym floor would disappear and there'd be a swimming pool there? Uh, to my recollection, yes. I don't know about that. I don't know. So did you go swimming in there? No, we actually went over to Shaw Park. So why did, if there was a swimming pool underneath the gym floor, why didn't you go in the swimming pool? There's one underneath the Beverly Hills High Gym. How do you know that? Because I saw it on Facebook. I don't, and once again, I don't know. I find that hard to believe. Where does the floor go when they, when they roll the floor out? Where does it go? Does it go outside? I mean, you know, it's got it's got to go someplace. In Beverly Hills High, in the Beverly Hills High School, it was built in '39, yeah. and it's a 25-yard pool underneath the gym floor. The gym you, floor parts in the middle, unveiling the pool. How do you know that? Because I googled it, Brad. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I can Google things and find out that that you know that uh, Sasquatch uh, was was uh. was in Southern Missouri this weekend, and uh, he got on the highway and uh, you know pulled over cars and found out people had little Debbie's donuts and stole their donuts. That, I found that out. That was on Google. You know, come to think of it, maybe. <laughs> so I dream in color, yeah. even though. The movie wasn't in color, but I was dreaming of It's a Wonderful Life, and that pool scene did come up in my dream. So I related it to Clayton, because in my mind, we really did have one like that. I wonder if it was in tomorrow. No. Okay, here, here, the smartest woman in the world says, you are correct, because that's where It's a Wonderful Life was filmed. Beverly where? Hills, Beverly Hills High School. Yeah. That's what she says. Thank you, um, smartest woman in the world. Okay. Well, see, but still, think of the engineering involved in that. You know? I mean, once again, you have an entire floor. How how does it do it? Is it like their motors? Is it hydraulic? You know, is there like a pulley system? You know, and, and how does the thing, what is it like? Is it like on great big monster bearings or tires or wheels or something like that that holds it up and doesn't the floor you know give when you bounce around on the floor i mean doesn't it have give to it because you know most gyms uh you know like they're on they're you know they're built on 
on on ground. You know, I mean, they're not like on the second floor of a building. They're on the bottom floor, and the gym floor is actually, you know, there's dirt. If you drilled a hole through it, you know, through the concrete, you'd ultimately hit, you know, rock and then dirt. It's underneath, right? Gives it it's Southern California's technological marvel. Okay, if you say so. We have to take a break. It's, uh, I, I, I will apologize. You know, I will never blame anything that's my fault. And I will apologize for Shelly knocking the plug out of the wall this morning and knocked us off the air. He never lets me. That's because he never. I was and, like, if I plug this out, what would that do? And, and by the way. He's like, Shelly, don't touch that. I had some I had some feedback to the uh, 636-400 poop line that I unveiled on Friday that you were less than happy with. So uh-huh. I've, 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 I've made some changes. Well, actually, I, I got a new line, and I hope that you'll like it. Okay, it's 628. <laughs> Why do you sound so dejected when you... Because I'm scared. <laughs> you're scared? Why are you I'm scared? I'm like, what is he going if to you do don't, now? If you don't know what you're talking about, you've all, uh, dial it right now, 636-400-POOP, and it's the Shelly line. And I decided there was like, you know, people, hey, give, me the, give me the scoop, give me the poop. What's the latest poop? You know, don't, you know, don't give me, don't give me so, no, no bull poop. Give me poop. I want, I want the straight poop. So we put together the poop line, you know, the 636-400 poop line. And you dial it. Like, for example, if I, if I take my phone right now and if I dial 636-400-POOP and I hit the send button and Shelly comes on and she says, oh, I don't have it on speakerphone, but it doesn't work. Oh, I'm so, I'm so vocal. <laughs> Okay, let's one more time. He dialed the line and Shelly comes on and says, I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. She wasn't real wild about that. So I made some changes. We'll talk about that next hour. Okay. Okay. 629 now. Westplex 107.1. I was coming too early on that one. Excuse me. You just didn't want Karen to to talk and speak up over you. <sighs> oh, no. She'll be here in a minute. Hold on. There she is. Hold on. Uh, 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 well, here, here. No, she's not. I turned her off. I have that effect on women. I can turn women off. <laughs> anyway. Now that was funny. Well, well, <laughs> anyway, what's interesting about that song is that's the special version that the non-country stations have. Uh, Gabby does that with uh, Charlie Puth. And on the country stations, it's just her. Matter of fact, I heard that song over the weekend. You know, it's really interesting that, and there's, this has always been done, that there's different mixes of songs and things like that. But man, I heard another one over the weekend. And I'm going like, okay, we played, like for example, there's a different version of the, uh, the, the Lizzo song. Um, you know, I put my hair, you know, that one. Uh, there's a different version of that song that has, she's doing a duet with somebody. And I don't know exactly who that is. I've never been able to figure that out. Somebody will tell me. Uh, but, yeah, different mixes of songs and things like that. Ten bucks says you get mm, three or four texts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. One of those, one of those things. Anyway, that's, a, uh, that's the, uh, the Gabby song with Charlie Puth. And I want to say Gabby Hayes. That's Gabby right. and Chuck? Yeah, Gabe, Gabby and Chuck. Charlie Puth. You know, you ever, you, you ever seen pictures of Charlie Puth? I haven't. He's I in, can't get over his name. Well, interesting look find a picture of him and he's got something going on with his eyebrow i don't know if he like is it is there just one no no he's (laughs) he's got two eyebrows but one of his eyebrows part of it is missing 
And I, I had a friend of mine that I went to school with that had that same situation. Every time I see a picture of Charlie Puth, reminds me of this guy I went to school with. And he had a nasty accident when he was a kid. And um, just like sometimes if you have like, if people have, like I had that for a long time where I have. You got a, bit in the face. Well, no, before before I lost my hair, you know, before I had to wear a hairpiece. Oh, yeah, a long time. I had a really yeah. bad accident, bike accident when I was, I don't know, like 11 or 12 years old or something like that. And I had a big part of my, my head that wouldn't grow hair anymore because literally I got it, you know, I got it really, I had a rock. My, you know, God, I had a doctor that didn't believe, uh, you know, when I was a, a, a pediatrician, I had a pediatrician who didn't believe in anesthesia. When I tore my oh, hand up one time. Oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. No, seriously. No, I'm saying, no, I, I want the I want the drugs. No, he tried. <laughs> I don't want to be in pain. There's he, no reason why any, anybody needs to be in pain. None. I Mm-mm. cut my hand real bad. I mean, real bad. Put my arm through a, um, a, um, a window. And I did that once, too. My mom took me to the doctor. Man, I was bleeding all over her car. She didn't complain yep. about that. Anyway, um, so I go to a pediatrician, and, uh, and I won't say his name because he's a great guy. Boy, he helped me out in so many ways because I kept in touch with him after I was you know, not a pediatrician anymore. And he really encouraged my career, which was sort of interesting. Cause, you know, Your radio career? Oh, yeah, 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 huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he, he always... I would run into him and he would ask me, okay, tell me what you're doing. Tell me, what, you know, and I was going to school at the time. Tell me, tell me, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing? How, you know, it was, he was, and, and he, he was an interesting guy in the respect that, that he really wanted, he wanted young people to succeed, but he, he didn't want them to like, you know, he wanted them to really reach for the stars, to really sort of exceed their expectations. And to the point where I think my mom told me the story that, that he would actually find uh, underprivileged kids that he knew, and sometimes they were patients of his that their parents couldn't afford, like to go to college, and he would pay for their college. Literally, I mean, he'd write a check and they'd go to school because of him. Um, and he he was. And who is this? I'm not going to say because I don't I don't you know. Oh okay. It's a, okay. I mean Got it's a it. it's a positive thing. It. I mean I know he's been. I mean, he'd probably have to be like 120 now, so there's no way he's alive anymore. Uh, but but anyway, I go to him when I get my, my hand ripped up, and he says, I'm going to put in like 10 or 12 stitches. So he gets out the needle and the thread and does nothing oh, to my absolutely hand. absolutely not. But clean it up and start pushing through. Ah! No. You know, I think I was like Mm-mm. eight or nine at the time. And, and he says, well, I got to do this, otherwise it's, it's not going to heal. And I, you know, and he didn't put anything on it. And then he tries to do it again. Ah, I'm going like, I mean, it hurt. And I'm sitting there watching him do this as my hand, you know. I mean, I'm sitting in a chair and he's like doing this on me. And so finally, you know, he's like, well, well, let me see if I can just bandage it up. He says, but I don't know. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think the ble- the bleeding's gonna stop. You're gonna. I'm gonna have to bandage this up real tight, you know. And he does all sorts of things and bandage my hand up. I look like a mummy with one hand when I left. And he's like, I can remember him telling my mom, now, you go out, keep a close eye on him, and if it starts to bleed, he'll have to come back. I don't care how much he screams. We're going to have to stitch his hand up. <laughs> that was back in no, the... No, <laughs> absolutely not. And then, and then the same thing happened with my head. You know, I fell off my bike, and she took me there. I guess I was about 10 when that happened. And I, he literally pulled a rock out of my head. So when you say I've got rocks in my head, I did. And, and That's, There's not too far from the truth. The hair would never grow there, and I used to comb my hair over it. People, because people would see like this place where I, where my, where I didn't grow hair on my scalp. And then when I lost all my hair, it doesn't make any difference. So I just have when I go to Hans, he just cuts a special thing that covers that spot. 
okay. Is he, are they even open anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, you think? Because they used to advertise everywhere. Um, They're I, like a St. Louis icon. Don't well, you agree? You know, he's been out of it for a while. I don't even know if he's alive anymore. Let me see. Let me, uh, um, yeah. He's in, uh, he used to be in Brentwood or in Richmond Heights or Clayton. Now he's in, he it did. says, uh, 1266 Andes Boulevard, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. He's out in uh, Creve Corps or something like that. It shows that he's off of, let me see where this is. I'm looking at the map here. Hair Loss Center. Uh, he's uh, Lindbergh near Bauer. Matter of fact, he's back in the uh, he's back in the industrial park there. Andes Boulevard. If you're going south of Lindbergh, you make a right on Bauer, and then you make another right on Andes Boulevard, and he's on the left. So that's where he's at. It's it, the company that, that that did originally did my stuff was uh, was um, uh, Apollo Hair Systems. They're the ones that originally did my my hair piece, and they left the area. Matter of fact, what, what it was is I okay, remember... Okay, do you really have a hairpiece? Yeah. I'm totally bald. What do you mean do I really have a hairpiece? I lost my... Have you ever seen my brother? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it has nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah, you are well, not your brother. Well, mom and dad, you know, same mom and same dad, you know. He, he lost his yeah, hair. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. He lost his hair when I, he was like 26, 27 years old. See, that's when you the, start losing yours. That's the interesting thing. That's how this whole thing started is that I run into people and they'd, they'd, they'd see my brother and then they'd come up to me and they'd go... Are you Lance's brother? That's how the people know me, Lance's brother. I go, yeah, I am. Well, well, he's totally bald. And sometimes I'll actually just pick up my hairpiece, you know, and say, well, I am too. Do you have the one that snaps? No, 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 no. I got, I got where they insert snaps underneath your skin. I got the, and then I, you just boink, no, I got boink, the, I got the NASCAR snap it in place. No, I got the NASCAR two hundred mile an hour Velcro. Got it. It's the super. So duper. they stapled the Velcro to your head. No, no, no. It's just super, 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 super adhesive. You know, you can buy that industrial Velcro. I mean, like for example, I just recently got a piece of equipment that had that industrial Velcro on it, and I literally had to take a putty knife to it and use lacquer thinner to get the Velcro off because I mean that industrial Velcro, uh, you know that that uh, that uh, adhesive on there is like incredibly strong. It's like, you know, that's, that's what they call it. There, there, there's such a thing. You think I'm kidding. There's such a thing as they call NASCAR, NASCAR Velcro and NASCAR duct tape. It's designed for like, it's like super, 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 super high adhesion. And it's designed, you know, you see with the cars, they get damaged. They put, pull them into the pits and the guys are like hammering part of the body parts out. And like some of the seams are broken or something like that. They stick the, the NASCAR duct tape on it and boom, out it goes. And it stays the rest of the race. You think I'm kidding too, don't you? I do. Okay, 647. <laughs> Westplex 107.1 BS in the morning, 633. Excuse me, 653. Being a little dyslexic there. I'm Shelly. She's Brett. And our website is bsinthemorning.show. Don't forget, you want to go to the Hawthorne Inn, eat a great meal, lunch, dinner, $25 worth of Hawthorne Inn food. Two ways you can go there. You can go to snarfitup.com. That's S-N-A-R-F, snarfitup.com. Or grab your phone and text the word YUM, Y-U-M, Three letters, Y-U-M, to 636-888-T-E-X-T. Just uh, text that number. You know, just like you're going to text somebody, just put it in a little text box, the number, and then you put just yum, and you hit send, and boom, it'll hit you with the bounce back, and boom, you can hit the coupon, and you can buy it right there in line the whole bit. So check it out. Okay, I looked at the video. We're talking about this last break about the floor, Beverly Hills High School. You claim that the Clayton High School gym floor is the same way like that. You sure about that? No. <laughs> 
I have some pretty vivid dreams. Okay, there's there's interesting. There's a story behind this. That there's a story on when I looked at this. When I went to search this, there's a, a company called Robin's Floor, and it's just like R O B B I N S Floor dot com. You can take a look at it, and bear, and it talks about this is an article from 2016. Uh, uh, Beverly Hills High School has new Robin's Floor installed in iconic swim gym. The Beverly Hills High School swim gym is a bit of a legend in the world of gym floors. The swim gym at Beverly Hills High School combines something unheard of in your typical gymnasium, wood and water. Located approximately five feet above the 23-meter swimming pool, the gym floor was constructed to divide in the middle and retract underneath concrete bleachers to expose the pool for swimming events. And they show it partially open. And he say, it says, the unique floor was designed and constructed in 1939 and is still in full use today. This is 2016. It's very iconic floors are used for the filming of the pool party scene and the nostalgic movie A Wonderful Life in 1946. And it is being featured in several other movies and TV shows. See the clip A Wonderful Life, blah, 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 blah. And they talked about how they had a problem because of the fact that the gym floor ultimately deteriorated because there's water underneath it. So this Robbins Floor Company, apparently they do all sorts of high-end floors. Talks about they'd have a lot of NCAA high colleges they do, and they do the practice and playing floors of several NBA teams. So... It's still there. So, um, boy, you know what? I have to tell you, one of your, well, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say that because that'll, that'll narrow it down. You know, I'm going to back off a minute. I have to tell you an interesting story that um, I turned someone on to American Skyjacker. Um, remember the, uh, the um, um, podcast I'm listening to, which is about, uh-huh. it's about not one, not two, not three, but four skyjackings, all involving St. Louis. And it's so bizarre, and it's so weird, and I know someone who was involved with the Oswald family. And if you know the story, Barbara Oswald is the woman who fell in love with Garrett Trapnell, who was in the Marion State Prison. She tried to break him out by hijacking Alan Barklage's helicopter, and ultimately, Alan Barklage ended up killing her. And, uh, you know, I turned someone on to this, and they've been listening to it, and they sent me a couple of chilling, I mean, chilling texts last night. I don't get to the point where, you know, people can send me stuff or talk to me about things, and I go like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> but this was like, holy cow, crazy stuff. And it should be in the uh, American Skyjacker. And I would talk to Danny again, but he won't return my texts anymore. He must, he must not like the interview. How could they not like you, Brad? <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I don't know how anybody could not like you. Oh, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. You know. I mean, you never you never tell a lie. Uh, always the truth. You're yeah, always truthful. Truth. What yeah. you see is what you get. And that, a, that is true. Had a dinner last night with Sasquatch. I mean, that guy's just a sloppy eater. It just bothers me whenever I have dinner with him. You know, food flies everywhere. You know, and conversation is terrible. I, I bring up, like, interesting things, and I'll hear, rah, rah, rah. And I go, well, what do you think about, well, who do you think is going to be elected president, Biden or Trump? That's all I hear from him, you know? He's terrible to have dinner with. You know, and the, and the crazy thing about it is, they, w- they won't let him into like the St. Louis County restaurants because you know he, he doesn't wear a mask. Well, he can't get one big enough. You know what I mean? Because he's got a big old snoot. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny that you say that because I really do want. There are some pretty big people out there. Yeah. I wonder if they make them to not let them out because clearly those. Well, not clearly, but probably those are the people that need them the most. Surely you can't be serious. 
I am serious and don't call me okay. Shirley. It's Shelly. <laughs> it's six fifty. Westplex one oh seven point one. It's BS in the morning, seven oh six. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Web address is BS in the morning dot show. Station address is Westplex one zero seven one dot com. I hate to get serious, but boy, terrible thing over the weekend. The St. Louis police officer that was shot in the head um, early, what, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then uh, died last evening, uh, 29 years old. I mean, come on. Another police officer shot in the leg. Now, do you see any riots because of this? Do you see any, you know, and he was a black police officer, too, okay? And I think I think he was, I, I'm not going to say who he shot by, some crazy nut. Um, that's horrible. I that's know. really horrible. I know. National news. We're in the national news again. You know, first off, we have the situation where we have the retired police captain who was uh, uh, shot uh, during the original, um, you know, riots, the uh, original uh, Minneapolis generated riots. And now we have this situation. We have um, the kid. Man, I'll tell you what. This is going to turn out to be a really, really, really interesting case of this kid they arrested for killing two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin and, and, and uh, shooting a third one in that there is all sorts of video of him getting the living snot beat out of him by these protesters. And it's going to be one oh, of those the th- police officer. No, 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 no. This is this kid, 17 years old, um, that um, shot three people, killed two of them, at least allegedly, we have to say allegedly killed two people, shot a third, and hit him in the arm and was severely injured. But the reason he shot these people is they were beating the living snot out of him. I mean, they were essentially he was he was a group of, of there's a bunch of people that have come into Wisconsin who are defending the um, businesses. We had him here in Ferguson. I can't remember the name of that group. Bunch of guys showed up one day. Police department's all upset. Well, I don't want these guys here. And they're essentially saying, hey. Police department can't handle it. We're going to be here. We're going to keep an eye on things. And same situation, a bunch of uh, what they're calling militia people. And I don't, you know, militia has a bad connotation. If I say, hey, Shelly. I think they're called freedom fighters, don't you? Well, if I say, hey, Shelly, I belong to a club, you're going to go like, oh, okay, cool. But if I say to you, hey, Shelly, I belong to a militia, you're going to go, militia, what are you doing? Well, you know, Our country is under siege, Brad. What else are you going to call it? Well, no. Well, anyway, this kid... Um, 17-year-old, call him a kid, um, showed up with his AR-15. And what's interesting is that he's 17. He's not supposed to be able to have a gun. Uh, second law. Of, uh, now, in, in interesting, because I think you asked this question, in Wisconsin, you can do open carry as when, in Wisconsin if you're 18 years old or older. And he wasn't. And there's video of him you know, throughout the night of him talking to police and joking around with police. And then supposedly he was guarding some kind of a business, and he got attacked. And got attacked pretty brutally, and he shot the one guy. I believe that's the the first guy he killed. And then they're chasing him down the street. And at one point in time, you see somebody throw a Molotov cocktail uh, at him. And here's the downside to video: is that you know video works both ways. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if yeah. you got a if the video if the cops got their body camera on and it shows that the guy they're trying to arrest pulled a gun on him or a knife or you know tried to hit him you know with a baseball bat or something like that, it's not good for the criminal. The flip side of that is if the if the guy does nothing and the police whack him in the head, you know, or, you know, kick him or, you know, or, or, or you know, do whatever they do, it's not good for the police. But, yeah, all the, everybody now, everybody's got a phone and everybody, you know, hits their phone and record and video and boom, there's 14 different views of this thing. Anyways, running down the street 
and he somebody throws a Molotov cocktail at him. Another guy comes up behind him and just cold cocks him in the head. He's down on the ground. Another guy does a flying kick, like a wrestling kick, where the guy's like in the air and like lands both of his feet, almost looks like on his neck. And and they're trying to grab the gun away from him. And that's when he grabs, the, he gets control of the gun. And he shoots two of the guys, kills the one guy. You see the one guy, you know, get hit in the chest, sort of stumble off. And ultimately he dies. And the other guy. But the crazy thing about it was, and I saw this on TV, the same thing. One of the guys, when he's on the ground, pulls a gun on him. And if you look at the video real carefully, you see he's got a gun, you know, a handgun aimed at him while this guy's on the ground. And I'm going like, that's not good. And... I saw an attorney who represents this guy who is the, you know, who pulled a gun on this kid, the 17-year-old kid, and the attorney is defending her client. Well, he had a gun and he was taking control of the situation. Well, okay, hold on a minute now. (laughs) Anytime you point a gun at somebody, you know, that's not good. In a lot of places, just by the nature of you pointing a gun at somebody, that's assault. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what they're trying to charge Pinky and Stripes with, or they did charge him with assault or whatever. They charged him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't see that on Facebook. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Pinky's going to have to change his shirt, but Stripes is going to be okay with, you know, her stripes. You're so funny. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Last week, I thought this was going to be really cool. And Shelly got all upset about this. You know, I thought, you know, here's one of these things. I go, I'm going to spring it on her. Hey, Shelly, got this new line, 636-400-POOP. It's the poop line. And, you know, and 400-P-O-O-P. And you dial it, and you get wisdom from Shelly, just like this. I'm going to hold my phone up to the... the I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. So you didn't really like the poop line? Not too much, huh? Okay. I've got a new line for you. Six, Do I want to know? Yeah, 636-48-74992. You ready? Here we go. Let's see if it works. Oh, it was there. I forgot to put this speaker on here. Let me do it again. Ready? Here we go. We'll just dial uh-huh. in. Drawback two and punt. Oh, I like that one. Okay, what is 4992? 48 pizza. So when you think of Shelly, you can think of a pizza. 636-48-PIZZA. P-I-Z-Z-A are 636-48-74992. Okay. <laughs> because everybody identifies pizza with me, Brad. You don't like that? You don't like the pizza line? I like hey, it better than poop. Let's call, let's call Shelly on the pizza line. Hey, it's... S- yeah, that's like, let's call Shelly on the poop line. 636-48-PIZZA. <laughs> 636-48-PIZZA. No. You, you really didn't like the poop line? I thought you'd like no. that. What a great number. 636-400. How many numbers do you hear like that? 400. Poop. Well, apparently you get them quite, quite uh, often. <laughs> what a good number, though. Don't you think? I do think. Man. I heard some interesting things over the weekend, okay? Okay. I, 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 you know, sometimes people give analogies. I like analogies, and sometimes they're sort of lost on people. Sometimes the analogies I like, I give them to other people. People go, what? And I heard a guy over the weekend give this analogy, and he says, people are like tires. 
Okay. <laughs> People okay. are like tires. Specifically, tire pressure. The air in your tires. If you look at the side of your, if you open up the door of your car, every car has to have this since manufactured, since like sometime back in the 80s or 90s. There's a, there's a sticker on the inside of the door of your car that gives you all the information on the tires in your car, and it tells what tires are on it from the factory, what size tires, and it gives you the recommended inflation pressure in PSI and also uh, in the metric system as well, too, but mainly PSI. Now, if you know anything about tires and cars, you have some tires that, you know, you have to put, you know, 35, 38 pounds in. You know, most of them are somewhere in the 30s, stuff like that. If you have a truck, sometimes the truck tires have 80, 90 pounds of pressure in it, okay? If you have a tire, like let's say you're driving along, and let's say one of your tires, you know, completely goes flat, what's the tire pressure in that car, in that tire? If it goes completely flat, what's the tire pressure? If it goes completely flat, there is no tire pressure. So the tire pressure is? Zero. Okay. So you have people who are zeros. Tire pressure. All the air is leaked out. They're like, bleh. They're like blobs. Okay. Then you okay. have the people who are properly inflated. If the tire pressure on your car says 38 pounds per square inch, they're at 38 pounds. But most people in the world are somewhere in between. They're somewhere between zero and proper inflation. And then occasionally you have the people who are overinflated. Now, the interesting part of that is, is that if you overinflate the tire, it rolls easier. The more pressure you put into it, the, the, the less rolling resistance it has until it reaches a certain point where it bursts. So we know people Correct. like that. Okay. Which is where you, you, you kind of, you know, inflate me to that level a lot. Okay. So think about it for a minute that most people in this world, the recommended inflation is like 38 or let's call it 35 pounds per square inch. And they're rolling around with like 5, 10, 15, 20 pounds. Okay. Okay. The problem is that as you start to deflate the tire, the rolling resistance increases. So if you were to go out on your car and let's say you're going to do an experiment and you were going to have, you know, you went to, you got an air compressor in your house and you inflated all your tires properly to 35 PSI and you decided that, you know, let's say you lived on a hill and uh, you put your car in neutral and you just took your foot off the brake, and what's going to happen is that car is going to go down the hill, and it's going to pick up speed, right? Okay. But as you reduce the tire pressure, let's say you knock it down to 30 miles an hour, the car is not going to roll as easy. Let's say you knock it down to 25 pounds per square inch. The car is going to roll slower. You knock it down to 15 pounds per square inch. The car is not going to roll very – it's going to go slower and slower and slower. And you knock it down to like 5 pounds per square inch where, you know, you put it on the hill and the car will just barely move. You knock it down to zero and the car just sits there and does nothing because it has no rolling resistance anymore. Okay? Okay. That's people. What is your point? You don't see the analogy? I do, but what is it in relation to? Well – the people who are properly inflated, they're going about business because they know how much pressure they're supposed to have, and they maintain that pressure. You know, if they drop a couple pounds, they get that, they pump themselves back up. And some people just don't give a poop. And, you know, eh, five pounds per square inch, I'm fine. I got air in me. 
I can, I'm doing okay. 10 pounds, eh, I'm fine. Where are you segueing this to? I'm not. I mean, I just thought it was an interesting analogy. Now, now think about it for a minute. Is because of the fact that that and and it has to do with, you know, once again, it's like how. And I'm going to ask you a question. This is sort of interesting. When's uh-huh. the last time you checked the tire pressure in your car? Yeah, still don't understand. Well, no, no. Just answer the question. Do you have anyway? Do you have a gauge? Do you have a tire gauge? Can you check the tire pressure in your car? I could tell you when that was. It was. Um, no, 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 no. Do you have about? A, what you do, do you yes or no i'm going to be like congressional yes or no do you have a tire gauge no so how do you know what the pressure is in your car in your tires because i i go to somewhere and they they check it for me okay so you at least go somewhere and have somebody check it right yes okay what about the person that doesn't really care and every once in a while you see them driving down a highway and they're driving on like a flat tire and they have they're oblivious to it they're just like driving along. I saw that the other day. You know, I took a little jaunt out to um, Leroy, Illinois, yeah, yesterday, right. And on the way out there, this—it was a female that was driving, and she had a, a van, and she was had a trailer in tow, yeah. And the 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 trailer, you know, was a double tandem, and one of the tires was like literally had a flat and was like flinging stuff yeah, across yeah. the highway. Right. And I honked and I wasn't honking at her to, you know, be mean. Right. I was honking to let her know that her tire was left behind her. She had to know. And did she pay attention to you? No. Well, the point. She's probably too worried about the tire that was on the back of her car that was, you know, two exits back. Okay, so in other words, you're saying she she appeared to, she didn't care. She's just driving down the highway, but I mean, this was on a trailer. Well, she cared. I think she was in. I think it was um, a, a precarious position she was in. Okay, so well, let's she's not, not like most people that would stop in the middle of traffic and go out and change their tire. Well, let's not talk about trailers for a minute. Let's talk about in her car. Okay, so okay, so people don't take care of tire inflation. Okay. Don't, they don't, don't. Don't you see the analogy between people and 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 tires? Okay, what I ab- do. what about the guys driving down a highway in four ball tires? Okay? Uh-huh. Okay, and as opposed to the guy that when the tire hits the wear bars, you know what the wear bars are? Are those those little little prickly things that stick out? Well, they're not little prickly things, but when they when they mold the tires, it's required by federal law. They mold the tires. They have these little lines they put in there, typically uh, at ninety degree angles to the tread, and they're like typically like like a sixteenth of an inch tall, and when and they're domed, so they they're not like flat. They're domed, and when your tires get worn enough you get down to the wear bars and the wear bars start to wear that's what it's for that's to tell you a hence the name time to put on new tires yes okay so people go past the wear bars and they're driving on bald tires okay you can't see the analogy i'm making to people but why are you doing this i thought it was, why are you being so insightful this morning no i thought it was an interesting analogy did something did something happen that made you reflect or oh, what? Okay, think about this for a minute. You do all this kind of, you know, they do like, if you, nowadays you go for a job, they give you psychological testing, stuff like that, right? Yeah, disc. Okay, if you have an engineer, an engineer is probably out there with a tire gauge they spent like 150 bucks for that reads the tire pressure down to like a tenth of a pound, right? 
Yeah. So he's if the if the the the, the placard on his door says inflate to twenty five pounds per square inch, he's got twenty five pounds per square inch in there. Okay. If he's a real nerd, he doesn't put air in his tires. He puts nitrogen in his tires. Right. My ex. My my yes yes. Right. And you know why nitrogen? I really don't actually. Well, two reasons. First off, it's it's a it's a different type of gas, and it and it's less right. Well, I knew it's that. less. It it has less permeability to to rubber. In other words, it air will actually ultimately you know go through the rubber if you give it long enough time. It actually permeates through the rubber. Nitrogen won't. And probably the biggest reason you use the nitrogen is that they always tell you check your tires cold because your tire pressure when when the the air in your tires it 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 depending upon how many uh, you know pounds per square inch depends upon how hot or cold the tires are. If you get out in the morning and you get your tire pressure gauge and you check your tire pressure, let's say it's 25 pounds per square inch, you drive it down the interstate for 10 miles, you come back, you check your tire pressure, it could be 26, 27, 28, 29, maybe even 30 if it's a hot day. Nitrogen doesn't do that. Nitrogen maintains a constant a constant uh, at, at all temperatures. Not at all, but in other words, you won't have that difference in, in tire pressure. So. Oh, so that's kind of like me because I'm so even. Okay, but once again... The real nerds are going to inflate their tires with nitrogen because they care about that. So you don't see. Yeah, what, but where do you get it? Because you, I actually ended up going it. to Dobbs. Yeah. And, and they charge you 50 bucks to put nitrogen no, in No, they didn't. How much? No, they've never charged me. How much do they charge you to put nitrogen in? Nothing. Oh, they're nice. See, here's the. Here's I don't the, really think they have nitrogen. I think they just put air in it. Here's the problem. You go in and you go, oh, I need nitrogen in my tires. They'll go, man, we'll take care of you. And you go say how much? I mean, it you? takes a special thing for them to carry nitrogen. I know, and they're going to say how much. I don't even know if they have it. You're going to say how much do you? They go, oh man, for you free. I drive in there. Oh, I need nitrogen in my tires. Hey, okay, buddy, put nitrogen in there. How much owe you? A hundred dollars, twenty five bucks true? a tire. Oh yeah, because that's the difference between a man and a woman. A woman can get stuff for free. You go to a shop like that, dudes, you know, go like, oh man, this guy wants to put nitrogen. We're going to nail him for twenty five bucks a tire. Woman comes in, free. No charge, ma'am. Just come back and see us sometime. Guy it's comes in. It's because of the gams. <laughs> Guy comes in. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what's wrong with you? $25 a tire. Now, you don't see my analogy with tire pressure. I do see. Yes, and, you're so and analog- and analogous tires. today. So, so once again, the you're guy, so reflective. The guy who's going to drive down a highway, and usually the guys driving 100 miles an hour have bald tires. And the guys who are driving the speed limit with nitrogen in their tires, they're driving, they're right at the speed limit. And then she, somebody like Shelly, if you said to her, Shelly, have you checked your tire lately? She goes, what tire? <laughs> retire. <laughs> no, don't retire. So so you, you don't like my analogy. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just, you're being so reflective and it's freaking me out. So... Here's the problem. If Shelly gets a flat tire, and this is what happened. Matter of fact, you think. You know, I, and you know, my car, yeah. my precious, yeah. she never lets me down. And I will say that if you have a flat tire and, you know, you run over something, you automatically know you're getting a flat tire because stuff starts flashing on your dashboard. I mean, you can almost count it because that happened when it was like one of the coldest days of the year two years ago. And uh, we were on our way to over to a party with um, my shenanigans friends. 
and I turned the corner and I went into I, I went into a pothole or something and automatically I knew that something was wrong oh, because I, the well, dashboard started flashing, the tire lights started coming on, well, what, started beeping. What Shelly doesn't tell you, she also has she has four microphones installed in the in her in near her tires. And when that happened, she had a recording, she sent this to me. That's what happened when her tire went flat. That's pretty much that actually is how it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's 726. And then she's also got a special audible warning. You know, they have like in the cockpits of like the fighters, you know, pull up, pull up, pull up. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, right, danger. Right. Ground clearance, ground clearance. Shelly has a special thing in her car that warns her of certain things. Bend down and whisper in my ear. That's <laughs> Sorry. Do you know that they're trying to not have a debate between him and Donald Trump? They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. <laughs> Again. <laughs> 727. Westplex 1071. We're the Westplex 107.1. Yes, when I get you home. 732. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. Weather's coming up. We'll have our very own meteorologist, Jennifer. Wojcicki. Be up in a minute. Okay. I know this is sort of nerd stuff, but I just have to bring this up because uh, I find this stuff fascinating. This horrendous thing that happened earlier this month in Lebanon with the... Uh, warehouse that blew up with the ammonium nitrate that killed you know hundreds of people and just decimated the city of beirut you know what i'm talking about yes if you watch a couple of the videos you see the big plumes of smoke coming out of the warehouse from a distance and if you look carefully i've seen it and other people have seen it you see fireworks going off and you're going like okay what's the deal with that this is from the uh, annals of Unintended consequences. The warehouse that all this ammonium nitrate was stored in was in bad shape. And someone, they think a government official, made the owner of this warehouse fix it up. There was a hole in the roof. A couple of the doors wouldn't work. And the government said, you have to get this uh, um, this uh, warehouse secure so that nobody can break into it. So in the weeks leading up to the explosion, they fixed the roof. They uh, did a lot of repair work on it. There were some holes in the walls. They fixed all the walls up, and they reinforced the door so nobody could get in. Then a small fire started in one part of the warehouse, which it had some cans of kerosene, some gas, and 25 tons of fireworks. Oh, the, my. The fire, the fire department responds to the scene. They can't get into the warehouse because, since it has all been secured, they can't get in. It's all locked up. All the doors are nice, nice and tight now. There's no holes in the side of the building. So they can't get in to fight the fire. The fire gets worse. Fireworks start going off. Then the fire gets into the part of the warehouse with the ammonium nitrate, and the rest is history. And it has this incredible explosion that kills so many people and destroys so much of the city of Beirut due to the concussive force, the blast wall that came through the city. If you've seen pictures, it's like this incredible instant wind and you know things are just like you know things they're not blown up physically by the explosion they're blown up by the you know the blast wall the you know this this wall of 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 pressurized air that's escaping from um where the the blast was and so now they're essentially saying well and think about this for a minute 
it's like physics 101. If you take like a couple ounces of gunpowder and you put it out in your driveway and you throw a match on it, what does it do? It burns up real quick, makes a noise, and it's gone. Okay, but if you take that couple ounces of, of, of gunpowder and you put it in, like, let's say, a, um, you know, like an aluminum container, like, let's say, something from your kitchen, and just sort of like what the, the, these uh, terrorists did in Boston with the, um, you know, the marathon bombers, where they put the bombs in pressure cookers. The idea being is that uh, it, it concentrated the force of the blast in a horizontal plane because the top wouldn't come off the pressure cooker the bottom wouldn't come off the weak the sides of the the pressure cooker were weak so that's what happened so when you concentrate something into an enclosure it makes it more um, the explosive force increases so when they fixed this warehouse up and they fixed the hole in the roof and they fixed all the doors they made it worse is that weird or what and it's, and it's ironic. And they're saying that if there would have been holes in the building and there would have been the doors wouldn't have been broken, A, the firefighters would have been able to get in, but B, more importantly, the blast would not have been as bad as it was because there would have been places where the blast would have escaped through the holes. It's like the principle of like how a firearm works, a gun. You have a cartridge, which is filled with gunpowder. It's stuck in a gun. You ignite it, and there's a bullet in the end of that cartridge, and the bullet has nowhere to go except out the barrel. Correct. And one of my friends years ago uh, told me the story that his father used to work at the Olin um, you know, uh, ammunition plant. I think it's still up in Alton. Yes. They were talking about moving it down to Tennessee or someplace like that. Um, but he talked about that there was some kind of thing where they, they would have the bullets like, you know, they, I can't remember what it was. And he says, sometimes like the guys would get careless and they would put bullets on this, on this, like this heated surface and the bullets would go off, but you had to worry more about the shell than the actual bullet. Because since the bullet wasn't in a gun and wasn't hold held tight, that when the gunpowder did explode, that the bullet would just like go a couple feet and just fall down, but the shell would fire off and could hurt you. Does that make any sense? It does. Because of the fact that, that the shell was relatively light made out of brass, and when the explosion happened, since it wasn't a contained explosion in like the you know, the chamber of a gun, the 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 the, the gunpowder ignited and it fired the shell off. And the bullet would go like a couple feet. So you see this all the time where you see like movies where like, hey, there's a, you know, there's the, you know, there's a, you get the bad guys and you burn, you know, and you have, you attack the bad guy's place and, and, you know, all of a sudden the place catches fire and, and bullets go flying everywhere. He said, that doesn't happen. I'm going, like, I wonder if that's true or not. It's one of those things. Have to check the mythbusters on that. 738, it's BS in the morning. Hey, don't forget, you can get a great deal on lunch, dinner at the Hawthorne Inn in Labadee. And you know, when we say it's a drive, unless you live in Labadee, nobody really lives close to the Hawthorne Inn. And I'll be honest with you, people know that. You know, people drive from St. Louis County, St. Charles County, Franklin County, Warren County, uh, you know, uh, uh, Crawford County, because it is great food, great atmosphere, great place to be. 
$25 worth of food, only 12 bucks. Check it out, snarfitup.com, S-N-A-R-F, snarfitup.com. Or if you want to check it out on your phone, uh, just text the word YUM, Y-U-M, text it to 636-888-TEXT, T-E-X-T, and you will get a, a bounce back, and the coupon will be right there. And boom, you can get it real easy. Or if you want, you can dial 636 636- 48 pizza Text. no 63648 pizza and Shelly oh, will give you the yeah. thought for the day and believe me those thoughts are deep so be prepared <laughs> and carry a notepad with you it's 739 oh Westplex 107.1 Jonas Brothers 749 it is BS in the morning I'm Shelly she is Brad Shelly you don't fly much anymore do you I don't fly. Yeah, like travel, get in a plane, you know, you know, not flap your wings, but actually get on a plane and travel somewhere. <laughs> I can fly, actually. <laughs> um, um, no, I don't. <laughs> that was a tough question. Okay. Well, I was sitting there. I was trying to think. <laughs> okay. No, I flew a lot last year, but not this year. United Airlines yesterday announced that they're no longer going to have change fees when you change your flight. And do you know what the change fees were in United Airlines? Uh-uh. $200 on top of whatever the price difference was from the flight you changed from to. 200 bucks. Uh, and they said that, as a matter of fact, Southwest is the only airline that that, that has not charged uh, change fees. But uh, uh, they're going to change it, and they say this is permanent, except for basic economy. Uh, so if you book a regular flight and you have to change it, they're just going to charge you the difference for whatever the flight uh, is. Now, here's the thing that came out in the press release. And, and get this, I'm going to read this exactly the way it was written. United, Line, United Airlines will also allow customers to fly same-day standby for free starting in January. Okay, interpret that for me. What does that mean if you show up? It means that if you want a quick flight, you can go to the airport and you can get a ticket right then and fly standby. For free? That's what it says. It says, it says you, you have to get the ticket, but they're not going to charge you to fly standby. United Airlines will also allow customers to fly same day standby for free starting in January. Same day standby for free. So to me, that means oh, you, they just wanted to fill up the planes. I guess. I guess that's what they're saying. I mean, huh. so in other words, you can go to the airport in January, go out to. I don't know if United flies into St. Louis or not anymore. It's pretty much all Southwest. I think they're. I think United and a gazillion other airports are in. Are in are in Concourse A, and then you've got, well, it used to, I don't know if they call it that anymore. God, they changed the names around. They used to be, you know, like East and West Terminal. Now it's Terminal 1, Terminal 2, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'll read it again. United Airlines will allow will also allow customers to fly same-day standby for free starting in January. That means to me that in January, you can show up at the airport. You can say, I need to go to, I don't know, where they fly to. Let's say they fly to Tulsa. I need to fly to Tulsa. So if you if you check in, say, hey, I want to fly, and they'll go, okay, you're standby. And that means, but see, now in January, so that means they're going to pack the planes again. So what happens if we don't get rid of the virus by then? Because right now a lot of the airlines are saying, we don't put anybody in the middle seats. That's why you don't have anybody next to you. Because we're not we're not selling out the planes because you don't want that, that you know, that, that, uh, that uh, people sitting right next to each other, breathing on each other. Okay, that's number one. Number two. Okay. I, every time I see a story like this, it just drives me nuts because it's like, okay. Like your prostate? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. Yep, that's me. Okay. <laughs> I love that line. Funny. Adele is in the news, and she's in trouble. The 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 political correctness correctness crowd is is mad at her because of what happened over the weekend. What happened over the weekend? She showed up, and you know, remember she's lost all sorts of weight, so now she's showing yeah, off she her has. she's showing off her body. Okay, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything about Don't that. Don't blame her a bit. No, I, I, look, I'm I'm with you. You know, like if you you know if you you're a dude and you lose all sorts of weight, I don't think you should go shirtless. But yeah, you know, wear a you know wear a shirt that you know a little bit on the tight side, show off those, those pecs, and you know show off those you know those those arms, and you know a little tiny thin thin waistline. Same thing with women. Okay, she shows up at the Notting Hill Carnival. Uh, in London, and she's wearing a bikini, a bikini top. I'm going to go back here. She's wearing a bikini top. Look at this picture again. Uh, Come on, my phone's screwed up again. She's wearing a bikini top. She's wearing camo pants, and she's got her hair in what's called Bantu knots, B-A-N-T-U. You know what a Bantu knot is? I do not. Is that like a knot with, with like the mid, like you sit there and you you twirl your hair and you put it. It's long enough to where you can actually put it in a knot and knot it. Yeah, but with this multiple knots, it almost looks like she's got a bunch of little little like little um, I don't know like yeah. pigtails sticking out of the top of her head. You know what I mean? Almost right. looks if you don't if you look at it if you don't look it closely, it almost looks like like she's got like. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's small little little knots of hair that like they're almost like like helical kind of knots. It's almost like a, a big monster screw that comes out of your head, but she's got a bunch of them. Okay, now uh-huh. the bikini top is in green, black, and yellow, and it has a green top. It has an X through the middle, which is yellow, and it has black on each side, which makes it look like the Jamaican flag. Okay, so. She puts this picture of her showing off her body, you know, very attractive. And she's got, once again, she's got camo pants on. She's got a bikini top, bare midriff, obviously. And she's got these Bantu knots, which I never heard of before. So now all the black people, not all, but a lot of them are saying it's cultural misappropriation. And she's getting, she's getting torn up by this. Here's, here's like a tweet. Dear white people, please be yourselves and stop for good with cultural appropriation Adele, the Bantu knots were unnecessary. The Jamaican flag bikini top was unnecessary. Please just stop it. And there's another one. Another black woman commented, Black women are discriminated against for wearing cultural hairstyles like Bantu knots and locks, but white people are not. That's not fair, and that's why people are blanked off. Okay, first off, I don't really care what hairstyle you wear, you know, and I've never criticized a black woman or a white woman for any kind of hair unless I think it's unbecoming to them. Have you ever, have you, you know, as a guy, I maybe in a rare moment, I've said to a woman, maybe even my wife, I don't know if that hairstyle is good for you. You know what I mean? I do. Has anybody ever said that to you? No. Has your daughter does hair? I mean, yes. has and does does she ever make comments about like, oh, look at that lady's hair? I could help her. She she used to. 
before she became a paramedic and then she became a paramedic and it was really cute because when she when she first got her hair licensed she was nervous because she's a left hand she's a lefty right and so um she has to have a special pair of scissors left-handed scissors right and um anyway and she's <laughs> she's gonna kill me <laughs> she's like mom I, I go what is wrong to i mean seriously what's wrong but this is their hair and now it's like but this is their life I, I'm, I'm missing something. Was she afraid that she would, like, mess people's hair up and then they'd yes. be mad at her? Yes. Okay. And by the way, not only do you have to have the left-handed scissors, you also have to have the left-handed electric clipper. Did you know that? There's a right hand and a left-hand one? No, there's not. Yeah. Stop it. Oh, yeah, because the centri- no, cent- there's not. centrifugal force of the of the motor that... Oh, what a BS. No, seriously. The, the, oh, centrifugal, look, for- the centrifugal force of the motor, it's, it, it essentially is compensated by the fact that on a right-handed person, your thumb is underneath the clipper and your hands are there. Okay, so in other words, it counteracts the centrifugal force. But in a left-handed person, the centrifugal force is the same, but their hand is the other way, and their hand is not compensated to handle that centrifugal force. So you have to hire if you you know if you get the wall clipper, you have to make sure it's either a right-handed or a left-handed model, and they reverse the, the the motor. The motor goes in the opposite direction. You're you're so full of it. I just can't even. Ask your daughter. She'll I tell can't you. even stop it. She'll tell you. She'll tell you about the difference between a right-handed and a left-handed electric clipper. I mean, everybody knows that. You don't know that. Um, I'm not even going to. Mm-mm. Not not going to play. <laughs> it's 7.58. Uh-uh. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shella. She's Brad. Computer screwed up, so I will just do two things real quick. KRAP Washington, K296HA Washington. Now we're legal. 8.02. It is uh, Monday morning. And, uh, you know, another thing for you to remember, two phone lines for Shelly. You can find out the latest poop from her for dialing a 686-400-POOP. That's 686-400-POOP. 7667 as she exhales in the background. Pretty much. Or you can find out her latest escapades by dialing 636-48-PIZZA. That's 636-48-74992. Either one. 636-400-POOP or 636-48-PIZZA. One of the two. (laughs) Thank you, Brad. I just sent you the Adele picture. Did you get a chance to take a look at it? We I talk, didn't. I, la- I just saw that it came through. Okay, last break we talked about the fact that she's getting in trouble because she went to some festival over the weekend in London and she showed up. And first off, quite honestly, I think she looks killer. I mean, I think it's like not. She looks adorable, not, like a completely different person. I know. Would you if if I sent you? That, I would not have known that that she was Adele. That's what I was going to ask you. If I would have sent you that picture and say, "Hey, who is this?" Would you have said? I mean, you could probably given me ten guesses, and probably if I gave you a hundred guesses, you wouldn't have guessed Adele. Okay, first no, off, no, I really wouldn't have. First off, does she have a? And, and you know, this is guy. This is me, a guy saying this. You know, but I'm just going to have you agree or disagree with with me, but. Once again, I'm the guy who graduated from high school at 162. Two years later, I weighed 310. So I know what it's like to be heavy and lose the weight. And I I've do done too. it. Okay. So, first off, she looks killer. She looks hot AF. Oh, my God. She looks great. And, yeah, she does. And, and, but she's got the hair going on. I'm going like, I think the hair is sort of cool looking. There's nothing wrong with that hair. Right. But it's, it's supposedly. And if they're going to sit there and comment on that, why don't they come up, comment about their brothers and sisters that are out there vandalizing the entire nation? Well, no, this is in England, though. 
this is it. This is in England. Well, of course, the Americans. Oh, this is in England. Yeah, she they she was at some festival in in England over the weekend, and this is how she oh, showed up. Okay. She has these camo pants on. She has a bikini top. Obviously, she has a bare middle. You she's know. a sunflower. Well, that's what she's doing. She's a sunflower. That's what I thought. See, now I wasn't yeah. going to say that. She's she looks like, and she's got these like yellow things behind. Hold on a minute. She's got these yellow things behind her that makes her look like she's a sunflower. That's what yes. I thought. That's exactly why her hair's like that. That's what I that's what I thought. I thought to myself she's made up to be like a and she's at some goofy festival so she's dressed like a flower. But yes. yet but yet the pe- but she's oh she's got a she's got a, a, a bikini on and and the cups of the bikini is the is the Jamaican flag and she's wearing her hairstyle in in authentic African style. I'm going like give it a rest. You know, she's becoming a sunflower. Okay, so nowadays, okay, there was a time when a guy, if you shaved your head, you were like a skinhead. Remember? Oh, he's a skinhead. Yes, he's, I remember that. He's a Nazi guy. Now it's like the in thing. Yes, exactly. Like if you have hair, exactly. it's, it's you know, non-existent. Once upon a time, the only people who were walking around who were chrome domes were like Kojak, guys who just gave up on, you know, trying to even, you know, trying to do that. You had severe MPB. Uh, you know what that is, don't you? I do. Okay. Uh, they have they just have the little wings on the side above their ears and you know just like my brother my brother just shaved everything off heck with it I'll just shave it you know guys like Dave Glover okay once again 20 30 years ago oh you were a Nazi today it's like hey man he's cool he's a chrome dome you know he's got a shaved head it's like I don't get it you know I mean and and you know and even to the point where we're like what people drive you know like like think about it if if like if you meet somebody and they're driving a Prius you're gonna like oh this is a tree hugger right Right? Don't you think yeah, that? pretty much. <laughs> or if they're driving a Corvette, you're going like, oh, this guy's a jerk. He thinks he's hot stuff. He's driving a vet. Or if he's driving like, you know, like a, a BMW, it's like, oh, this guy's a corporate wannabe. He wants to be like, you know, Mr. Corporate Guy. Or if he's driving, you know, like... And if I'd, he's driving a 10-year-old luxury car, he wants to be a performer. <laughs> a performer? Like, like yes. as in actor, stuff like that? Yeah, they drive old luxury cars? Well, at least a 10-year-old ten, luxury car what's, when they're first starting out what's so wrong? they know that they're in the in crowd. What's wrong with driving an old luxury? What's wrong, wrong with driving old any old car? There's nothing. I actually drive an old luxury car. <laughs> I've got a lot of old cars that I drive. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? God, if I ever thought to, I thought to myself, if I were like mega rich, and I, I saw this video over the weekend... Of of uh, matter of fact, you see a lot of these on TikTok. There's this thing called the uh, Venmo challenge, and there's certain people on, and some of them are really cool. There's certain people on TikTok who do the Venmo challenge, and what they do is you Venmo them money, okay? And I know it sounds like a scam, but they really do this. You Venmo them money, and then what they do is they they take the money out of their Venmo account, and they take it out in hundred dollar bills, and they go to like restaurants or like drive-throughs. And they give the waiter a thousand dollar tip, and they video it. That's really cool. Oh, I think it is too. And and you know they 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 have the thing like they go like well hey you know and they tell you know they video it they go hey I want you to know I'm so and so from 
well, the one gal's her screen name's Lexi Lady, and she and, and you know and people you know unless you're like a, a TikTok fan, you don't know who these people are, and that's sort of cool. And they got their phone going, you know, or they have somebody doing the whole thing, and they'll say, "Hey, you get really good service tonight," and I want you to know that I'm on TikTok, and they call I'm a Venmo, I I, I do the Venmo challenge, and people send me money, and when I get a thousand dollars in my account, I go and I cash it out, and I do it in hundred dollar bills, and then they whip out the money. You gave us such a good tip. Here's the thousand dollar tip, and the people are going like. What? 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 Thousand dollars? I'm thinking, God, how cool that is. And think about it. I still remember from way, 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 way back when the guy who came in one night when I was working, steak and shake, curb boy, and it was raining. And the guy offered, you know, guy came in and wanted a cup of coffee, hot cup of coffee, turned on his lights. He wanted some sugar. Then he would turn on the lights, wanted some cream. And I go out to his car. And I'm going, oh, this guy's a jerk. And I go out there and pick up his tray. And he gives me, like the time coffee was, I don't know, 60 cents. He gives me a buck. And then he says, and here's for being a good, a good guy and getting me what I need. And he gives me a 20. I'm thinking, man, I'll never forget that. I drove home that night thinking, whoa, man, 20 bucks with one guy. Woohoo! You know, I, I actually, do you remember when um, I told you about when I was working at Pofolks? Yeah. Oh, you told me about that. I mean, that. and that girl gave me like yeah. a $100 tip. And you went, and later you went to a bar and she was working there and you gave her a $100 tip, right? I did. God, see, that's, 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 that's not, that's I can't not. I believe you remembered that. I that do. Was... That's, but that's not PBMFs. You know what I mean? That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> what are you, huh? PBMFs? You don't know what PBMFs are? I, evidently, I don't. Good. <laughs> Because <laughs> I wouldn't want you to say it on the air. Okay, anyway. <laughs> let me think. Okay, now that you say it that way, my <laughs> mind wasn't going that way, but let me go ahead. And it's P as in Paul. Yes. B as in boy. M as in, uh, M as in uh, what is the phonetic for M? M as in, uh, God, it's terrible. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo. Um, M is, what is M? F is Foxtrot. God, I got a mental block. Milo. No, what is the ICAO? Uh, ICAO off IC. It's the military. What they call the ICAO alphabet. What is man? I can't believe that. What is M? M is Mike. God, I should know that. Mike. Yeah, it's Alpha. If it Bra- was a girl's name, you would have remembered it. Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo Foxtrot Golf Hotel India Juliet Kilo Lima Mike. November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee, Zulu. Oh, I know the presidents all the way up to Gerald Ford. Oh, my God. So it's PBMF. I have a little song. Since kindergarten, actually. I don't want to hear it. P is... No. George Washington, John Adams. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Oh, look, it's (laughs) 811. Okay. Uh, P is in Papa. B is in Bravo. M is in Mike, F is in uh, Foxtrot, PBMF. You really don't know what that stands for? I think I do, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think I do. Okay. Thank you for settling that. Okay. Now the kids are going to be asking their parents as they wait for school. <laughs> what does PBMF mean? Peanut butter most friendly. That's what it is. That's what it stands for. It does. Yeah, Peter, Peter butter most friendly. Okay, because, you know, the, there are certain foods you eat that you don't, you have t- trouble digesting. But you know, it's pe- funny that you say that because I two days in a row I've had a PBJ. Ugh, man, yuck. They're so delicious. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yuck, 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 I don't, yuck, I don't yuck. like peanut butter. 
Are you laughing at me? No, I yuck, like... yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> sure. Here you are, yucking it up. <laughs> no, I heard, I heard another guy over the weekend. <laughs> I heard another guy over the weekend talking about the 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 deal with Southwest stopping the, <laughs> the you know peanuts in the on the planes. You know, with the people have peanut allergies. <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, is that why? Yeah, because of the peanut allergies. And well, they, they serve milk, and, well, and people are lactose intolerant. Uh, who knows? But anyway, his point was, it was pretty funny. It was a comedy routine, and he talked about... And what about, and a little about the Little Ritz crackers? They're, they've got, they're gl- not gluten-free. Yeah, but he's talking about the specifically the peanut allergy, and he says, oh, okay. he says, remember when Southwest stops, stops uh, you know, serving the, 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 the peanuts, you know, because you know, people with peanut allergies? He says, think about that for a minute. For years, those South Southwest planes been flying and people have been chomping down on peanuts. He says, you could probably cut one of those planes in half and shake it and probably get 10 tons of peanut dust out of that plane. That's probably true. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you're probably right. You know, and what's interesting about that is more and more <laughs> of the research funny. has proven that the reason these kids have all these crazy allergies, it's like, and I'm not, I, I'm not making this up. This is stuff I've read, which is actually true. The kids with the worst allergies come from the neatest houses. And the kids with little or no allergies come from the nastiest houses. And that's why none of my kids have allergies. <laughs> this place was never clean. Well, I must keep a pristine house because my puppy yeah? has allergies out the wazoo. Evidently, so do I. I don't know about about dogs and stuff like that. But now sorry, there's sometimes there's sometimes I relate them to kids. Well, there's a growing trend. Puppies. I've actually heard pediatricians say you need to expose your kids to all sorts of different foods at an early age. You need that. You need when they can start to eat. You know, like, you know, when you start to give them like, you know, first it's like bottle fed and then you can start giving like the mush food. You know what I mean? You know, he said, you need to give them peanut butter. And I'm going like, really? And he says, yes. yeah. He says, because, because that's what happens is that if you don't expose them to that when they're young, then when it's introduced to their system, then it becomes toxic because they're not used to it. It's sort of like the whole goofy thing with what we're going through with the deal with with the you know the 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 flu and things like that. You know, once once you get like the flu flu, you know, not the you know the the you know the Charlie one nine like we've got right now. Once you have the flu, you don't get it again. And next year there's a new virus that comes along, and you know if, you know some people are immune to it, you know naturally. Some people aren't, um, you know, and that's the whole thing they call they talk about herd immunity is when everybody gets the you know the the virus then it you know when it's 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 transferred from person to person but it doesn't do anything because the other person's already had it so anyway that's what they're talking about with the with the peanut allergies and and also with cleanliness and when you think about that you never hear a like you know people who um you know like some of the you know let's say the more um fiscally disadvantages advantaged households that have oh my kid is such a peanut allergy it's always some rich lady out in Ladue. oh my son has a terrible peanut allergy oh he he just can't he can be within 20 feet of a peanut and it just sends him into anaphylactic shock oh it's just horrible hello it's 815 <laughs> that's did, all i'm gonna say about that did i do, offend someone <laughs> No. Yes. Eight fifteen, Rooney. <laughs> and don't forget, if you want to hear the daily, uh, the daily thought for the day, you can dial up Shelly at six three six four hundred poop. Or, if you don't like poop, you can use pizza six three six forty eight pizza. 
Okay, this is what I say to you. You want to know what I have to say to you about that? Yeah, what? That's what. Jew. We can't leave without without a couple words of wisdom. Okay, yeah, please. Word of wisdom from Joe Biden. Bend down and whisper in my ear. And and once again, what happened over the weekend that Shelly went, Shelly's redoing her house. Shelly's redoing her house and she's doing this all on Facebook Marketplace. And yes. O- and over the weekend, she, she found the stuff she liked and she called the guy and uh, she said, uh, you don't mind if I come pick? Oh, he says, fine. So Shelly shows up at the, at the guy's house. She gets out of the car. The guy takes one look at her and says, She's the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. Well, he didn't say that, but he did say get off his lawn. (laughs) He pulled up on his lawn. (laughs) He told me to. I was just kidding. (laughs) He did. He goes, because I got there and there was like all these cars surrounded by this house. And I'm like, okay, I drove three hours by myself to get these balusters and he's having a party. I'm a little freaked out here. So I called him on the phone. I said, Doug, are you having a party? He goes, no, but my grandson is. He says, he says I'll be right out. <laughs> so wh- what did you get from him? I was a little creeped out there for a minute. What did you get from him? Ballisters. What's a baluster? It's like the spindles uh, on your staircase. And why, and why did you need that? Because I'm redoing my staircase from Marketplace. Oh, okay. By the way, I screwed. I screwed up. We have no. the we have the new. It goes into official official thing tomorrow. Um, new thing from the FCC. Uh huh. We have to certify that we're drug free every morning when we go on the air. Six o'clock. <sighs> I forgot. I forgot to do our drug free statement. Twelve, Brad. I forgot. To You're do, twelve. I forgot to do our our drug free statement this morning. Okay, you ready? Now, yes. You, ha- you have to answer. You ready? You have to answer because this is new FCC rule. Okay, here we go. Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Yeah, I was. I tested cocaine free this morning. How about you, Shelley? I did. <laughs> no cocaine detected. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so therefore, we can go on the air. So we're good. We are golden, <laughs> yes. as a matter of fact. <laughs> we we are golden. Done. If he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, Joe Biden. Come on, and man. And they don't want to have a presidential debate. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's so much to this. I wonder if COVID will go away once the primaries, once the election's over. It'll just be gone like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really do. I, okay. I, re- I really, you know, I'm interested to find out okay. if that's the case. One, one last thing. I have to say this. And I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm... That you love being on the show with me? Oh, that goes without saying. But I'm not saying this because I'm pro-Democrat or pro-Republican. But here's what I don't understand from either side. The Democrats keep saying, look at how terrible the economy is with Trump. Okay, last week, NASDAQ and, and the S&P 500 hit new highs. The, the Dow Jones Industrial, which went down to like 19,000 points, is back up almost to where it was back in March. It's gone almost 10,000 points in six months, which has never happened. You know, home sales are up. Real estate values are up. And I'm going like, okay, the Democrats are saying the economy's in the toilet. Why don't the Republicans come out and say, hey, look what happened. We had this pandemic thing that happened in March, and 
And under Trump, things have come roaring back, and we're setting new records in the stock market. But you never hear either one. Well, you hear the Democrats going like, well, the economy's terrible, you know, and yet the economy is kicking butt. I don't get it. Where are the Republicans at, you know? They're busy letting the Democrats show their um, true colors. I don't know. It just drives me nuts. Okay, we're done. Talk to you later. See you tomorrow. Bye. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. Tomorrow we'll talk about motorcycle helmets, okay? About what? Motorcycle helmets. I know. Can you believe they did that? Unbelievable. 